welcome back for another episode of More Than My Size. I'm Yamade. And I'm Alicia. Welcome back if you've been here before and welcome if you're new. You have now arrived at episode two of More Than My Size. All right, so it is episode two, but we are actually just publishing episode one or posting episode one in like two hours. How do you feel about that? Um, pretty terrified, honestly. No, let me not be dramatic. <laughs> nervous, nervous. Okay. You know, anytime you okay. drop something new, you always want to know what the reception is going to be like, especially with something so brand new. We know our following is it's very modest, you know, so... Yeah. I'd like to see how this goes. I just want to see what the response is going to be. Yeah, I am too. I, I'm trying not to like expect a lot from it, but at the same time, I hope that we really build like a community. Like that's my big thing. It's not even about like having so many people or blah, 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 because sometimes people blow up and then you have like everyone coming out of the woodworks and in your space. And I personally like things a little more close knit. Um, so I just want to build like a community where we're a group that feels comfortable talking. Um, we have, you know, the comment section of YouTube and we've made an Instagram page. So like, I just want people to have conversations. That's me, I'm always trying to like push to get people to talk. So if you are arriving here from YouTube, um, our Instagram page, we're gonna drop it down in the description box below, but it is more than my size underscore the show. Um, so that's more than my size underscore the show. That page is run by myself and Imade. We're going to get better about signing our signatures so you guys know exactly who you're talking to when we're commenting um, and messaging back and forth. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think I'm pretty excited about the, the community we're building. Um, you know, I remember like, when I first started out in my Instagram space, like I had a really small audience, you know what I mean? And I felt like I was more connected with people. The conversation flowed a lot easier. I woke up one day and then like my numbers were astronomical and I will not lie. I literally had like a moment where I told my husband, like, I want to quit. I don't want to do this. Like, he was like, why did you have that moment? Like, what was it about that moment that triggered that? Um, I think when I hit, when I hit my 10K, it was, um, so like real backstory, like, I was invited into a pod before I knew that pods were not good for, you know, your engagement, but I was invited to a pod like shortly after um, I had come into the plus community and the women were sweet for the most part. Some of them were not, but this one woman in particular, Jeannie, um, you guys may know her as Finesse Kerr. She's awesome. And she's like a powerhouse of information. Um, she told me, you know, like we're trying to arrive to this swipe up option. So she's like, once you hit 5k, you can get your swipe up. And it used to be 5k for Instagram. Mm -hmm. For yes. option. I hit 5k and then nothing happened and then we learned that it was 10k so 10k felt like really daunting because it felt like it took forever to get to the 5k so I kind of just put it out of my mind you know what I mean and I'm not really paying attention to the fact that like my numbers are like growing and then I woke up one day and my husband's like have you seen your Instagram and I'm like no what's going on and it's like it was like at 8k we were getting ready for lifestyle honors by the time I arrived the lifestyle honors 2019 um I hit 10k and I was like oh my god like that's so crazy and you know I was just excited to have the swipe up option now I could not have right. to go to the link yeah. in my bio but then it started to climb after that like in a way that so I'm a control freak like I couldn't control it and the inability to be able to control 
really was driving me nuts. And then, you know, before I knew I was at 15K, then I was at 20K, then I was at 30K. Like, I had this moment of, like, I just, like, you know, everybody does not engage, we know that, but it's just, like, there's thousands of people, like, literally clocking my work, what I do, tuning in to listen to what I say. It just got overwhelming. And then trying to control the comment section, because I really pride myself on trying to keep a safe space not allowing people to bully one another, but certainly not bully me. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time to like create the filters in the settings on Instagram to make sure certain words can trip through and certain phrases so that people can't attack one another. Um, I've taken like real responsibility in trying to create a safe space on my platform where I know like a lot of brands and stuff, they'll let it go wild in the comment section. Like that's not going to be me. So it just increased the responsibility because the more people that you have to kind of babysit, yeah. <laughs> the more work it is. And I don't know, at that moment, like when my numbers really started to come up there, I just felt like, I don't know why people sign up to like, this is their goal, like is to get this many followers. I never had a follower count goal. Yeah. So when it happened, I was just kind of like, oh, this is weird. It just, it still feels weird now. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting because it's like, and I say this all the time because your follower count doesn't really matter. like. The same way, like being a celebrity, not doesn't really matter. Like you're still just a person. Um, and I have friends who have like a couple hundred people, and then I have friends like you who have like thousands. Um, and I think we were friends before you hit ten. Oh um, yeah. But even like so, like right now, a bunch of people that I know are blowing up on TikTok, which is awesome for them. Like my brother, my friend Alex, the four, yes, and she deserves it. She does. She does great content. Yeah. Um, but like, they're the same person, like literally nothing has changed except for they have a bunch of followers now. Um, but at the same time, I think there is something to be said about recognizing that for the most part, people who have large follower accounts are A, because you know they're creating something that's worth seeing. Not all the time, sometimes it's nonsense, but for the most part, they're creating stuff that's worth seeing. So there's a level of respect for them there. And then B, acknowledging the fact that that huge follower account with it does come influence. Even if you don't want to be an influencer, you can control things and you can put information out there. Um, and I think like that's why some people definitely have a goal. I've never had a huge like, oh my gosh, I want to get to this. I have, I do have the 10K goal, but that's only because I want to swipe up. Like, it was like, like, I just want to swipe up, especially, <laughs> well, and you, you're a blogger and I write articles. So even just like on that aspect would be huge for me. First of all, I live in my Insta stories. I'm everything. Um, so to be able to say, Hey, swipe up to see this article I wrote versus click in my bio to go here, to go there. Like that alone would be huge for me. Cause it's not like I have a product that I'm selling or, you know, things like that. I'm literally just like, just please go click on the link so that they can see people read the things that I write or, you know, subscribe to the magazine. Um, so for that reason, 10K is my goal. But other than that, I don't know. It's weird because as much as you're like, this is great and you want it, especially because not even just my writing, you know, like I'm always talking about, I get on soapboxes all the time. I have, I have my causes and I'm loud about them, but like, I want to share articles to them or make people aware of stuff going on in the community. So that aspect of it is great. 
but there's also like a level of voyeurism to social media that I really don't like. Like the people you know that watch but like never interact with anything. Um, okay, so do yeah. you read through who you who watches your stories? I don't as much anymore because who has the time to go through that list? Um, I actually liked it better though. Like when my stories, I liked it in the land of under a hundred people watching my stories. Now it's above that. And so there's like some people, you know, who like my friends I interact with a lot. They're always near the top so I can see them. But other than that. What's your average viewership? Like, because you have a lot of stories. Yeah, um, it varies. Uh, it's usually like in the low hundreds, like low 100s. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but like, that's enough for me. Like, that's a lot of people to me. And I remember when I used to have like not a hundred and, you know, I felt very seen. I don't know why, but I felt yeah. um, now it's to the point where, you know, it, it fluctuates. It could be anywhere from like to a hundred and some change at its lowest, like on the day that I'm maybe not super active. So yeah. 500 on a really busy day. Um, and I used to scroll through and read it just to see who was there. And unfortunately by doing that, like I realized like my exes were watching my stuff. Yeah, see, and that's the other thing I kind of don't want to, like I do want to know, but I don't want to know. Like even with Facebook, like people would really lurk on Facebook and it would always like creep me out when I would see like someone. my family stricken page. So there's no one on my Facebook that I don't personally know. And of course, like, you know, I have an APY blog page over on Facebook. Yeah. So it's like my, it's like a next to my Instagram, but yeah. No, that's all family, all friends, like no strangers. Well, mine is too, for the most part. I have, I have since, because I've been doing a lot of stuff in Delaware, the community started adding people on more, but I like, I prefer my Facebook to be like zip tight. Um, and then like you, I have my African butterfly page, but even with it being just family and friends, like it would throw me off. Like, even though I know the people seeing a post isn't equal to the ones who like it, right. kind of in my mind, I only clock the people who like it. So then when I'm, I would hang out with someone or see like a family member, usually an older one, and they'd be like, oh, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And they're like telling my life back to me. And it would just like throw me off. And I know I'm the one who put it out there because I put it on Facebook. So it's not like it was anything inappropriate or whatever, but I guess in my mind, because they weren't liking it, they weren't seeing it. So it like just was a little jarring when they were able to tell me all this stuff because they were- That voyeurism that you mentioned is really real. Like some people don't want to interact. They really just want to watch. Um, yeah. I have a ton of people who don't stay or do anything, but they will watch, they will share. Like, I think I was, I'm always most perplexed. So when I first, got access to insights mm -hmm. and realized that I could see how many times a photo had been shared. Now I know that I'm guilty of like sharing people's posts like to my friends' DMs and stuff and be like, oh my God, did you see this? And especially if it has like rough language in it, I won't repost it to my story, but I'll like share it to somebody yeah. else who won't be offended by the language. But um, I think the first time I ever was like in shock was like, I opened up a picture. I was like, oh, there's insights here. And then they were like, 300 shares and I'm like uh where did this go to and I'm like have you shared this 300 times and then my mind started going and I'm like okay oh, yeah, because you don't know if they're sharing it because 
oh, this is cute, or if they're like making fun of it. And I think, especially because we're bigger, like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm always worried about that. I'm not. I mean, not. I don't check it anymore, so I don't worry about it. But when I do, I'm always like, Ooh. like people are bold enough to make fun of me in my face. Like I'm sure they're making fun of me on my face, but. I um I think the thing that I like the most though is that you can see now public reposts. You can actually see when they because you don't necessarily get an alert when somebody shares your photo off your grid to their story. It's just there, and if they don't at you, you don't know. Yeah. Um. Then Instagram did this update, and so now you can see public post reshares if you click on the three dots, open it up, and click on that, and then. Like there's a picture of me and my husband that went like super viral for whatever reason. It was he and I sitting on my couch yeah. in my office dressed in white. And people loved that photo. Like yeah, loved it so much. They shared and shared and shared it. Had thousands of shares. So, you know, as they're coming through, like I'm trying to keep up and say thank you to people. But then I actually saw a few people who were like trying to make fun of the picture. Like, oh, that must be a strong couch. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's why it's in my office. Right. As a fat person, I right. need strong couch. I mean, like, did you think that was like, you know, people, I think there's always going to be somebody there to like make the joke, but whatever, for whatever reason, like content with me and my husband gets a lot of burn, mm-hmm. like TikTok and I shared on Instagram and people were just like, oh my God, like, and I realized like this whole fat people in love thing is really like a conversation. Like it's really a thing. And that has led to so many people in my DMs like, do you, like what's your advice what's your suggestion like can you help me and I'm just like no like I'm not you know this, this like what are we talking about here and well you just don't see it a lot like even um, when they have like photo sessions or photo shoots of you know fat people or bigger people like you rarely see them in like a way where the woman is being like desired you know um, like they might be two bigger people or a plus size person, like, and they're both in the picture, but there's just not enough, I think, visualization where we're able to see big love or big and small love or any type of love, you know? Interesting, because I feel like I see a lot of it. I think I'm always yeah. perplexed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just because of the things that I like and follow that the algorithm is in my favor and so it shares things like that with me. I don't just mean freaky adult. No, I know. I mean, like... <laughs> So I'm in a mom group on Facebook. It's like, yeah. um, it's like it, there was two groups. It was one was like plus size and pregnant. And then like it transitions to like after you have your birth. So I've been in that group for years now. And every woman in there has a husband mm-hmm. or a boyfriend, uh, a significant other. And they're oh. like sharing, you know, their pictures, you know, them, their family, their kids. But you know, besides the ones here and there who have like jerky boyfriends or something, uh, these women are loved and desired and their husbands like adore the ground they walk on, like they're romantic. So I find it so interesting when I hear people who are like, I don't see it enough. And it's always weird to me. Whenever I hear plus size women discuss not being desired or wanted, I'm like, how is this a thing? How? Well, I think also because you're in the group and then you also have to remember that thanks to the way social media is set up, we very much control the world that we see. So if you're clicking on it and liking it, you're seeing more of it versus those who aren't. Um, and also I do think that there's definitely some of it in the real world, but as far as like advertisement or professional things, that's where I feel like that representation is lacking. Yeah, and I think that goes for anything with fat bodies though. Um, 
which is why the body positive movement existed is to where's my wine hubby where's my wine um, by the way we've been talking this whole time and we have not acknowledged the drip oh we're yes rocking our ones we know we're not going to tell them where we got it from until they cut me a check and if y'all follow my instagram you know who the cut the check campaign is for so cut the check I mean, they should literally like my whole wardrobe. Is Rhymes there. with horrid. Cut the check. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, people just love to see love in general, but they love it even more when it looks like them. So I think that that's why you and your hubby get all the love on your pictures and me and my boo get all the love on our picture. Oh, never mind, because I don't have a boo. Well, you do have a boo. Do you want to share that? We're here and we're talking about it. So if you guys follow Namade, and if you have the fortunate luxury of being on her close friends, which is very... Why are you talking about? Okay, fine. I won't talk about it. I am about to excommunicate you. Every time she can, she brings it up. I'm about to excommunicate you. You can't excommunicate But at any rate, you've had this Saucy Tinder date, whatever. You go ahead and explain it to us. You tell us all about this. I'm waiting on Heavy to get back here with the wine, so he may pop in here while we're recording. Just FYI, but get to get to telling the story. I'm, I'd I'm- love to tell the story. <clears throat> what had happened was I listened to somebody's advice, and oh, I'm sorry. I, originally- you know who you are. Do you, oh, it wasn't me because you know I, I played those audio clips back just FYI. I listened to somebody's advice because I was just going on Tinder for experimental cure the boredom reasons. Like I really just wanted like just chatting. In my profile, it even says, don't want to meet COVID, but just here to chat. But then some people were all live a little, blah, blah, blah. And I, dumbass, listened to them. So when a guy asked me on a date, cause I'm back in Delaware right now. So he asked, um, it was actually kind of a cute conversation um, cause we were talking and he wanted to know if I wanted to uh, come over and I was like, no COVID. He's like, well, I want to take you to dinner. And I was like, ooh, do men still ask that? Because most of them are purely team Netflix and chill. So I was impressed. Um, so I said, yes. And we were finalizing plans yesterday. And he was all, um, you know, too bad we can't just like hang out, you know, at my place, but I get it if you're worried about COVID. And then went into this big long thing about how COVID isn't like real and how masks and um, all that stuff doesn't protect us. Only God's grace can protect us. And not that I'm saying don't pray and be believing God's grace, but believe in science too and put a mask on. Yeah. Just, it's just considerate. And he's like, no, no. I do. And I was like, so you don't wear a mask? But he said he did wear a mask. But then he said stuff about like the politicians are making it up. And it was, it was too much. It was too much. It was too much. So... I was going to still go because you never know. I mean, I don't want to date him, but it makes for an interesting story. Um, But then I was like, yeah, with COVID, it just wasn't really worth the risk of going out and doing all that when I knew it was going nowhere. So So did you cancel or did you go to him? 
I do not ghost people. I hate ghosting. Well, let me let, let me rephrase this. I do not initially ghost you, but if you don't get the clue, I will ghost you. So no, I did not ghost him. I said, I won't be able to make it, um, you know, but thanks for asking me out or something, blah, blah, blah. I try to just feel like a, it's not happening. Thank you, have a great day. And then he's like, so when are we gonna reschedule? I haven't replied yet. Do you not want to date him or? No. Um, okay, so here's my hot take, right? So while I understand your skepticism, like I understand his as well towards, cause let's, let's be real, like without me going to jail for sedition or treason for the FBI agent in my phone and my camera right now. Um, let's not pretend like governments are always trustworthy. Oh, absolutely not. So it's like, to a certain extent, I do believe it's been politicized. I do believe it's being weaponized and not so much like using it as bio warfare, but using it to control. Mm -hmm. I think there's a way, what better way to control people than by dangling something in front of their face, whether it's the vaccine, the, uh, the masks, whatever the case may be. I personally believe in science. So I know how viruses work. I know that they can be contagious and that wearing a mask will not eradicate, but will minimize transmission. Yeah people so i respect that stuff i don't think he's wrong though in the sense that these politicians are definitely playing around with it and i almost feel like reading his statements i feel like he couldn't really say couldn't really say what he meant like reading it it, it kind of felt like all right so i feel like he's getting his words jumbled up Mm -hmm. so I wasn't like quick to be like writing him off I was just I was more intrigued by what he had to say and I feel like that would have been a great conversation because how do you learn unless you talk to somebody who has like a, a opposing view or a different view than you mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean you're going to agree it just means we can have a conversation about it so I kind of you know so listen I picking up what you're laying down I'm normally there right there with you I love talking to people who don't agree with me because that's how you'll learn to understand their viewpoints. However, um, given that we are in a pandemic, I just didn't feel like this was- Not in person, but like- Worth it, like meeting up and- Why don't you schedule like a Zoom call or a video chat? Because- like, So many options now. Because Alicia, it is 2021, mm. the year of not wasting my own time. Mm. So, if I already see that it's headed towards a no, and I don't see any other necessity for them in my life, then <laughs> so as I was saying, it's just that it's not really worth the time. And if it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, maybe he'd make like a good friend or like a fun, you know, whatever, then maybe, but I don't see that. Okay, so, so here's what I'm gonna call your foolishness. I'm not gonna name names, right? Because there's this guy that you you know who I'm talking about. We're not talking about we're him. We're not talking about him. We definitely saw you waste your time all 2020. And he's Shut not worth the friendship. Oh my he's God. definitely not worth the conversation. He's like, I could go on and on. You, and you, you can just edit all of this part out. That he's he's off. No, 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 no. We're not editing this out. He's editing. He's offering. I'm trying to understand like why like you are putting the gauntlet down with this guy who actually like wants to romance you, pays you attention, doesn't ghost you, 
doesn't ignore messages and answer them 20 days later. And you got scared off by the fact that he said something that was actually kind of true and still said, I still wear my mask regardless, but these are my thoughts about what's going on. And you're penalizing him for that? And hey, I get it. You're not, you don't have to like the nice guy just because he's the nice guy. I was just, you know, I'm curious. It's just so interesting that, you know, this is what you consider time wasting. I, Because I can think of a million other ways that you wasted time. <laughs> but you know, whatever, you know, none of my business. I live vicariously through you. Okay. I'm learning from you. I haven't been singing a long time. I don't know. Let's start with this. Don't tell Alicia shit. Because <laughs> everybody will know okay. she has a big mouth. <laughs> oh, first of all, I'm not sharing any details. These are just, you know, general, just observations that I've made. Piecing together things you put to, on your social media. No, I never post a single thing about other person. But you give ever. scenarios. What? given the scenarios that we literally voted on. Anyway, anyways, yeah. the reason why I put the gauntlet down with this one is because I'm just not interested. Like from well, the beginning. Don't don't give us like but that's why I'm not interested. Like I'm not interested. Like I already wasn't like oh and then like this is just one of those things. And I know I'm gonna say something and people will be mad. You might be upset but Within what he said, I could, especially since he said he does wear a mask, I could have more of a conversation about like, if he thinks the politicians did it or blah, blah, blah. That was less, I think, of what would be an issue for us than his statement about God, like not needing anything because, you know, God will take care of everything. Because, and it was not just that, like he had mentioned some stuff earlier um, in the past and I'm fine with people, like I believe in God, I love God, BFFs, um, but I also know where my level with religion is versus spirituality and all those things. And I know that I can't be with an overly religious person. Like it's just, it won't work. So I, respect that. I know that sounds horrible, but that like well, out no, of that statement, it was actually that. more that part than the other part where I was like, nah, scratch that. I got you. Like, I believe in that. I think people shouldn't be unevenly yoked and you guys don't have the same energy in terms of religious beliefs or faith. Wait, or... I can't really hear you. Can you hear me now? Uh, say something? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just quiet. But yeah, I can hear you. Um, I was saying that, like, I get that. Like, I do definitely believe in the don't be unevenly yoked. Like, your energy has to match on those things in order for it to work. Um, I don't know, like, I got what he was saying too. Like, well, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, yes, I leave things in God's hands. I do believe in the Bible. I do believe in the prophecies in the Bible and things like that. But I also believe that you basically have to work in harmony with whatever you're praying for. So if you're asking for safety, yes. well, then you got to do the things to be safe. It's like a person who like goes buck wild, you know, on a sex binge. And then the next morning is like, please, God. Don't let me be pregnant. Right. Condoms. I didn't pick up any uh, plan B. And I certainly, you know, didn't make him pull out. But don't let me get pregnant. Like that right there, I'm like, sis, God is not bestowing miracles upon your horror vagina. This is not happening. Like, you're just going to have to go with it. 
<laughs> because I've gotten pregnant even doing some of those things, which was using condoms and being on birth control. Like, I definitely believe that, you know, you can ask for safety during COVID and pray to God. I think he wants you, you know, he talks about throwing our anxieties on him, but closed mouths don't get fed. Like, you cannot just expect God to wave a magic wand and be like, can you fix it? It's right. it here. Right. Don't, don't do anything. I, I got yeah. it. No, I, no. But I don't get into stuff like that with people because, you know, everybody has their own beliefs about how God operates. So, yeah. you know, you're allowed to feel how you feel. And if that is going to be something that will like prevent you, I could totally see that being like yeah. something for you that you would not be interested in. But no. I guess, you know. And it'd be one thing if we had like other banter or something else where I'm like, maybe this will be a friendship, but that's not really there either. So I'm just cutting my losses and continuing on. So I think it's safe to say, like, Tinder is not the place where you should be developing, like, real... Are there people on Tinder who are actually looking for relationships? There are. There's a variety. Uh, also, by the way, if you're watching this and you have uh, dating app suggestions, let me know right now. I'm only on Tinder because, again, when I started this, it wasn't for dating. It was just like, I just want to chat or whatever. So Tinder was the perfect place because that's what most people are there for is casual whatevers. Um, but I guess I can try to maybe see if I can find someone helpful, but if you have dating advice or tips on apps, let us know, point me in the right direction. Um, but yeah, there are some people on Tinder who are looking for actual relationships and then there's, you know, the looking for a good time. There's a lot of polygamists on Twitter, which I was surprised. Like what I can't tell is is it that there's a lot of people there with like who are into polygamy and open relationships or is it just that people are now more open about the fact that there's always been a bunch of people who are into polygamy and open I relationships i'm a believer in the phrase that there's nothing new under the sun um i feel like in the world of social media um the more things become accepted the more willing people are to be open about things Mm -hmm. So I think there's always been a subculture of people who are polyamorous, polygamous, or whatever. Um, I just think now, you know, society has kind of given it the okay. So more people are like coming forward and just saying, hey, this is what it is. While I don't have to agree with what people do, I do respect the honesty so that nobody is getting involved in anything that they're not aware of. I yeah. think always be upfront about that. I think one of my worst experiences was um, dating this guy and like getting involved and thinking like this has the potential to be like a real relationship and it turned out like he was a very into free love um at the time like had you told me that from the beginning i probably would have continued a sexual relationship with him because i did for a while but because it was fun um but like i would have put my eggs in a different basket in terms of like what i saw him as you know he would have yeah. put in a different like he wouldn't even even been considered as boyfriend material, you know what I mean? Right. So I do appreciate people's honesty um, and telling people upfront what you're into and what you're not, so you're not wasting anybody's time. Yeah. Now, granted, it's been a really long time since I've dated or had to be on a dating scene, so I couldn't even tell you. Like, I think what's so interesting to me is you're close in age to me, but you're you and many other people that I know in our age group, they're dating on apps. Back when I was still dating, we were still doing things like going to the bar, going to parties, going to house parties, like going out to dinner. And so 
socializing and like meeting strangers essentially without the preview of their page and getting to know like what their interests are by reading a bio or, you know, being able to scroll through like your 10 greatest pictures and decide how cute they were. It was just like very, like, when I think of like my dating life and what it was like, cause I was so young, like it was very really sitcom-ish, you know what I mean? Like yeah, back, yeah. like rom-com, like, oh, going out with my girlfriends, I got cute. Like yeah. I just, will I come home with numbers? Will I not? Like I was still dating during the time before well, people were really the, putting numbers in the happened, That was still happening. Like I, that but was I like more and more of my up. friends telling me like they were meeting people off of Instagram, not even dating apps, yeah. but social media apps. They were like, oh yeah, you know, I met this guy on Facebook or I met this guy on Instagram or Twitter which just showed me the shift in like social media and the power that it has. Cause back when I met my husband, I met him on Craigslist. Um, but that was like really random. Cause I was on MySpace at the time. And I think this, the story time I just did on YouTube where I talked about dating the short black Republican cop. Um, <laughs> he, I met him on MySpace, like he found my page and we ended up talking. But for the most part, outside of those, those two, like everybody else I met in person. So it's just so, weird I guess to me to hear it be so much more common like did you know that Facebook has a dating app now no but I'm not surprised they have a dating app and um I've seen people like mentioning it and talking about it and I'm just like wow either I'm really really old or time has just like changed significantly like do you miss like I guess because we're in the pandemic do you miss that ability okay so let me ask you this do you feel like it's been more of a great time for people to like spend talking on the phone now, like, and building intimacy because we're, you know, we're not in public and we're not socializing as much. Do you feel like there's been a shift in your ability to maybe have more intimate conversations with people because you're not forced to like be in person with them? Do you feel like that's freed you up in a sense? I think it varies. Um, in some ways, yes. Uh, it definitely shows you like who's what ready and willing to make an effort um, to continue to get to know you and continue to keep that uh, line of communication open. Um, but then it's also hard because you can't really judge people because it's a weird mental time too with the pandemic um, and people have mental stuff. So I recently started talking to this other guy again, um, but we hadn't talked for a few months um, and he had ghosted me. But thankfully, not thankfully, but before it happened, we had had like a short ghosting spurt. Um, and I had told him because ghosting is like way up on my list of things that just drive me crazy. I just can't stand the lack of communication. So I feel like it takes, it's so little time and it's just like a respect thing for me, you know? So if you're going through things, blah, blah, blah. That isn't to say that if you come back later and you're like, hey, this happened, I'm sorry. I won't forgive you. I will just know the time between that between when the ghosting started and when you apologize, I'm probably pissed. Um, but once the apology happens, I get over it fairly quickly. Uh, but with him, the first time he had just ghosted me for like a couple of days. And so I just let him know that that's one of my, I guess you could call it trigger. I don't know if I'd call it a trigger, but it's, it's, it's high on my list of things that you can't do. Like, just shoot me a message like, hey, busy, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, sorry, my bad. I was going through some um, head stuff. And that was the first time we really talked about like um, him dealing with depression and stuff too. So I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, so then when the ghosting happened again, I wasn't really as upset. I was like, he's probably just dealing with things and it is, 
it is what it is. But I appreciate that he had that communication with me because then I know, you know, or if I have a friend who just like goes frequently, but like that's just their communication, then it just is like, it is what it is. And I no longer, I just no longer place the level of expectancy to, to hear back from that person. So, um, so like with, I'm sorry, I apologize what? on behalf of all ghosters. What? I was a serial ghoster. Mm. Mm. I was. I mean, there's certain times, like, if we're just chatting on Tinder and it's not that serious and we just stop chatting, like, that's not a big deal. But I feel like, not that you need a full breakup, but if you're, like, spending time with someone or if you're talking for, like, a long period of time and then you just stop, like, I don't know, saying goodbye is awkward, but I... I always operate from a place of respect. That's my thing. And you'll find with whatever ranting and raisings or things that I do, it usually comes down to, I feel like whatever's making you upset is usually because I feel like it's disrespectful. So for me, like um, that's what ghosting is. I just feel like it's rude. That's why I stopped taking ghosting personally. Um, and just from my own personal experience, what people per perceived as me ghosting, you know, I'm a person who deals with mental health issues. So there were times where like, I would disappear to the point where like, I've lost friendships behind this. Um, thankfully at 35 going on 36, um, I have people who have been rocking with me for like 20 years now, 10 to 20 years. Like I don't have anybody in my corner who's like, you know, like who's not really under that 10 to 20 years lifespan of friendship. So they know, like they know, like I will just put up one post on Facebook and I'll be like, listen, sorry guys, it's that season for me. Yeah. You're not here for me. So what I learned was there are a lot of people who are dealing with mental health and they don't even know it. They can't even explain why they feel what they're feeling. They don't understand it and they don't even understand their motives. It makes me think of that insecure episode with Issa and the guy, I cannot, Nate. I think his name was Nate. Do you watch Insecure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you remember like he ghosted her, right? Mm -hmm. And Molly was like super upset and was like mad and all this other stuff. And when they did link up again, like she found out he had a bipolar disorder mm -hmm. and like he was trying to manage what he was going through. And so that's why I stopped taking ghosts in person. Like, yeah, I get it. It can be annoying. It can even be perceived rude. But I think the thing at the end of the day is me knowing like, I really don't know what somebody is going through. And because I used to be horrible at communicating what I was going through. So I just wouldn't say anything. I try to give people that same courtesy. That doesn't mean that I have to continue to like try to date you. Because if you go to that extent, like I want you to deal with whatever you've got going on before you come back into my space. But like, I'm going to care anymore. Like ghost me. Just don't leave me on red. That's the only thing. Like it was different before, you know, Instagram came along and you could see when people had seen your message. Don't leave me on red. Like that'll get you. Well, I mean, that's that's this that's the same thing. So maybe that's what it is, is because the way I communicate with people, like when ghosting happens, it's it is like they leave me out red. Like I see that you saw and you just did a reply. Um and yeah, that's ghosting too, and that's annoying. And I do I give people because you know I have the depression, I have depression and anxiety too. So I do give people a level of grace, especially if it's someone like a friend. To me, friendships and like random dating are two very different realms of how I deal with people. Right. Um, but like if it's a friendship um, and they, you know, are not communicating, I figure they're either going through something and I check on them or they need space. And that's different to me than um, somebody that I'm just dating and getting to know. Um, and again, we're talking casual dating, not even like a serious relationship, or I guess in that in-between space of just, it's whatever to 
a serious relationship. You know what I mean? Like that middle space. All I'm saying- do you think it's appropriate? All right, so like you're talking, right? Say you're talking to somebody and he's like messaging you all the time, right? When do you think the fizzle down should happen? Like at what point is it okay for things to kind of like be like, all right, so this is not as intense. Like when we first started talking and I was enamored, like what's the appropriate time frame for you? I mean, I think fizzle down happens sometimes and then you just slowly stop talking, I guess. Alicia, it's hard to put my finger on it. It is like a feeling like, you know, when it's like the type of relationship where things just fizzled out and it's whatever. And then, you know, when you're being ghosted, like there it's two different things. Um, I don't mind a fizzle out. I don't get upset about a fizzle out. Uh, mine is more so like, just, I don't know, like ghost, like we were actively talking. Now I'm unread, now you're not replying. Or now, you know, we're unsnapping and I have no clue. Like, I don't know, I don't, one minute we were good. So Mr. JJ, this is this person I was talking about for a while. Do you remember him? Like we were super talking a few months ago. Anyways, mm -hmm. met on Tinder, moved yeah. to snap. Like we were texting yeah. and phoning and all, all the things. Um, and then that slowly started to like fizzle a little bit, but we we're still communicating once in a while. So that's fine. And then like, just all of a sudden he stopped replying and then um, either blocked or separated us on Snapchat. And it's whatever, like I'm not boohoo crying about it. I don't really care. Cause like I said, we were, um, we weren't talking as intently as before, but like, because of the level where we were and how much we had been talking, I feel like something could have been said, you know? But I get over ghosting. It's just an annoyance, but I get over it. Like it's, it is what it is, but I clock it and it annoys me. And I guess because of the way I get over it, it's harder or it's more noticeable to me when you come back from ghosting. Like someone who ghosts and is just gone, then it's like, whatever. But like when they ghost and then try to come back, like, hey, nothing happened. We got problems. I'm guilty. Like I will. Like there, okay, so this is gonna sound horrible. So please don't judge me for who I used to be. But all right, so there was a time where I was not, like I had taken this vow of celibacy. You know, I was like, I'm done with men. I'm done with the distractions. Like at the time I was like in school and was working. So I didn't really have a lot of patience for guys. And oddly enough at this time in my life, like guys were like clacking me. I don't know what it was. It's like, I woke up and all of a sudden I had the Kavorka. But anyway, um, there was this guy really sweet guy. He was a friend of my daughter's family. So I knew him, I was familiar with him. And he would like, he liked me. He had like a huge crush on me. And so, you know, we started talking, right? So he used to come by the, the crib, like after I get off work, come smoke me out, like we'd sit and talk. Like we spent a lot of time having a lot of intimate conversation and everything. Now, the reason that this relationship went nowhere is because he openly admitted to me that he had a and at that point in my life, I knew, I just knew I was not going to do this. So I thought he was joking. So he's like, no, nah, you can ask my ex. And I happened to know his ex, we went to high school together. So he gets on the phone, he calls her while I'm on the phone. And he's like, hey, uh, we'll call her Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, like, can you <laughs> tell her, can you tell Alicia like what size I am? She's like, oh, no, he's small. I'm like, but do you like it? And she's like, um, he can get in there when he tries. And so I was just like so floored by this. In my mind, immediately, he had gone from potential dating to 
I'll just keep him around for the conversation to you are in the friend zone, buddy. Like there's no, um, there was none of that. And then it escalated because I'm just like, one day I'm just like, just show it to me. Like, I just need to speak for myself. Yeah. And it was everything that he says it was. Okay. Um, my thumb was probably longer with this nail on it. Um, and that was like the moment where I was like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is, no, so we used to like make out sometimes, like just for fun, whatever. And immediately, like in my mind, I'm like, this is never gonna happen again. So like one day he like tried to initiate a make out session. I was like, oh no, no, I'm not interested. And then like he would show up and I'd be telling him like, don't 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 tell him I'm here. Like, or I would like purposely be like, oh, I gotta work, but I would just say something to him. I I couldn't, I don't know. He was such a nice guy. He was such a nice guy. He was like buying my daughter's sneakers. He was buying my daughter's sneakers up until a couple of years ago. Like, is that serious? He he worked for a sneaker company. Like he worked for a sneaker store, so he always had to plug. Like he was such a great guy, but I initially I ended up ghosting him. Like, and there's no better, like there was never any like closure. Yeah. There was never any like listen, guy. I can't talk to you anymore because like I just disappeared. And what made that so awkward is because he had access. He was a friend of her family. So like he comes to the house all the time. Like it got weird. Like we saw each other probably the last time we saw each other was maybe like 2013, 2014. He knew like whenever I would come into town, because he lives in my hometown of Connecticut, like whenever I would come to town, like he would show up like I don't know what he thought was going to happen like 10 years later, but he would just like show up and like try to floss in front. But in my mind, I'm like, you will always be this guy with the little, that I ghosted like in my mind. Right. I know as an adult now looking back, there's definitely a better way to handle that, but it was just so much easier for me to ghost guys. Um, I had a nasty little habit of like keeping guys on out of boredom. Like I would maintain like conversation with them because I was bored, like, but I didn't but I think, I think though, like, I get what you're saying. I hear you, but I also hear that I was young and that I've grown. And now in my grown woman mind, this is how I handle situations. Well, no. I personally don't date little boys. So I expect like a level of communication abilities. Like if you're in your, like my dating range is like mid to late thirties, early forties, about ish there. Um, I just want you to be on your grown man stuff, you know? And again, it's not that everything requires like a soliloquy of like goodbye, you know, it's sometimes you just stop talking. But I do think that if it's a situation where like you stop and then you come back and then like, oh, like nothing's wrong. Like I'm not even gonna address the fact that I, you know, didn't talk to you for a couple of days or weeks or whatever. Like that to me is a problem that I think that more than the ghosting it's the coming back and not feeling like excuse me the ghosting needs to be addressed that to me i think is where the disrespect comes in and that's where it bothers me more like if it's just you ghosted and you're gone fine you ghosted and you're gone but when you come back and you can't even bother to be like oh my bad i won't lie i've never said my i've never apologized to anybody yeah well I, I, okay, I'm 35 now. I would not do that again. But I'm also what I'm saying. You wouldn't do that now. But grown up. the only reason I wouldn't do that is because I'm married. So there is nobody for me to ghost. But so I, you're saying if you're still in these streets, you'd be ghosting still? Probably. Oh my god. I'm sorry. But like, you know what though? That's fine. 
you that's fine you just would not be someone i would want to date like here's one thing that i've really had to learn and get comfortable with is like it's okay if my dating preferences aren't other people's dating preferences and it's okay if other people are okay with letting certain things slide and being um whatever and that i'm not and i feel like a lot of times not saying that you're doing this because you're not but i feel like a lot of times it's like People will make you feel like whatever your preferences are, like you're being too picky, you're being so blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I have to live with right. the choices. Oh, no, no. And if you I know that someone who would do that behavior is someone that will probably annoy me on other communication issues, then for me, it's like, peace out, that's a sign. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but like overall, it's definitely something that I've had to grow and learn because I, in the past, would be like, oh, well, I guess they're right, I guess. I should think this, so I should guess I should be that. And then I date the person, then those other things pop up. And I'm like, could have not wasted my time from the jump when I saw what I knew was a warning sign for me. Everyone doesn't have the same red flags. Right. Um, I think for me, when I said that I would like, well, first of all, everybody should have their own standards and you shouldn't compromise on those standards. If there are hard and fast things that you just know you can't tolerate, for sure. Um, I think one of the worst things that we can do for ourselves is compromise on things that we really don't think need the compromise like you know you have hard and fast things for yourself that just will not work then you owe it to yourself to respect that and keep your standard where you're at because that's how you weed out the people who don't belong right not by compromising you're like oh let me give everybody a chance as for me and my ghosting like i think the best way to explain it is like i would just if i was done i was done and i did not want to offer closure like i was never that person I never needed closure. And I think for me, because I never needed closure, like I did not care about other people's closure because I feel like- You're thinking about yourself. Yeah. And I think closure is a trap too. I don't think, I don't think there's any such thing as closure. I think closure has to come from you. Like having conversations, like, cause I've tried the closure thing, regretted it instantly. We'll never do it again. Um, Because all you end up doing is talking in circles, rehashing the relationship, then somebody gets all teary-eyed and somebody gets nostalgic and then you end up like mm-hmm. continuing the conversation and a friendship that you really shouldn't be because you try to have this closure. Then it's just like, let me see you one more time. And I was like, I don't want to do I that. mean, I think you're thinking of a closure of a very serious relationship right no, now. Like, no, no, I'm talking about just like- I'm, No, 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 I'm about not serious relationships. I'm talking about people who are like the buddies. You know what just I mean? casual, like, whatever. I mean, I casual. just feel- well, I mean, casual, the buddy is different too, because that's not someone you're trying to date. Because like people, I guess in my mind, people have different pods and wherever they are in that pod in my life is how I interpret and react to their actions. So like someone who's a friend, how I would react to them is different than someone who I'm dating or like someone who I'm dating, I might think of or react than someone who like is a casual whatever. Um, so like if we're talking about someone in the dating, like I think you have potential. We've been talking like we might actually have a relationship. Like the things that I look out for are a little bit different and things that I let slide or not let slide. And so like if we're in that thing, I feel like having that conversation. And again, the most annoying part is when they ghost and come back. So you like you said when you ghost it's because you're just like i'm done i'm over it i'm not thinking about you i don't care about you that's fine be that selfish person but you're not going to be that selfish person with 
me is my point. So when you ghost me and then you come back later and then you don't even bother to say, hey, I'm sorry that I ghosted you. You just come back in like, do, 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 like nothing happened. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Moving on to the next That's subject. Like, well, we can once I ghost somebody, I'm like, not coming back. What? So once I ghost somebody, I'm not coming back. So I, okay, well, I'm talking about the ones who come back and then are trying do to- ever, Do you ever confront them about ghosting you? Sometimes, it depends. How's that gone? Um, recently, from the from the guy I was just talking about, um, he apologized and it was a nice apology. And again, I wasn't even super mad at him because I knew he had been dealing with some mental stuff before the latest one happened. So I just, because um, he came back and he's like, oh, we haven't talked in a while, blah, blah, blah. But I addressed the fact that he had ghosted me and he said he was sorry. So that's all I want. Literally, I got over it. Like the minute he was like, my bad. I'm like, thank you. I think you're so adorable. Um. <laughs> we, Alicia and I, we're so similar, but also so different that we disagree on a lot of things, but that's okay. I don't know, like, like I said, as an adult, like, so say just hypothetically speaking, I were single at this point in my life. A, I wouldn't be dating. I can tell you that for sure. In 2021, I'd be single and dry. Like I would, I don't, I don't want it. Like the way the you just you and my friends like share with me like their experiences. I'm exhausted for you. Get some of those friends on here, so I'm not the only one. Oh, you're not the only one. Trust me. Like, like it makes sense when I watch your stories. It's like watching the stories of my other girlfriends who are going through the same thing, and I'm like. What I do know is God must have known that I would not be cut out for this. Until he, he was like, you ain't it, sis. Let's yeah. get you packed up and squared away now because this is not going to be your scene. Like, I could never. And I, I really admire you guys for putting the energy into even trying to date. Like, I would just be single. Like, well, not even... take it seriously and that helps. Like, I don't like I don't like when I take it seriously because it's annoying like you said it's the worst I like when I just think of it as casual fun and it's like you know whatever I don't want like casual fun like casual fun ended for me like in my 20s and I'm not talking about like (laughs) casual adult fun I'm talking about no I mean just casual flirting whatever I'm definitely a person who has you know my mom used to always tell me to date with intention and she would always tell me you know it's cool to have friends and get to know people, but I wouldn't call it dating. Like dating should be reserved for the person that you intend on being with and really being with. See, like, okay. So for I, me, wait, I one second. Like, I'd have guy friends and like, but I would never, like this is why you never hear me call a lot of guys my ex-boyfriends, cause they're not like, right. and I also don't say, I, like when I say dating, I use that term very loosely because the only person I've ever considered myself dating is my husband. <laughs> because we were working we'll see and that's where i was going to pause you because that is a conversation we need to have well we've been chatting a lot and actually we have to drop the show in like a few minutes and we don't want to keep these episodes too long for you guys but next week we are going to pick up where you left off on that because i also recently heard a quote from someone um and i agree with this quote which is that people think of dating as it's just to find your future husband, but it's also about learning about yourself and seeing um, what you're into and what you're not into. But it also depends on what you define as dating versus other people. 
So I think we just right need to have a whole conversation about that. What I like and don't like, but that's a conversation we'll have next exactly. week. Exactly. <laughs> next week, next week we will have a whole conversation about that because I can already tell we're gonna have a little back and forth, but that'll be good. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Absolutely, we've had a blast per usual. And of course, sound off down below in the comments. Um, let us know your thoughts. And weekly, we're gonna share questions with you guys on our Instagram page. So again, make sure you're following more than my size underscore the show. Um, so you can answer our questions for the week. You guys can spill a tea with us, give us your thoughts and opinions. And of course, keep it active over here on YouTube as well. And you can catch me at APY blog on Instagram, Namade. Uh, and I'm that African butterfly on Instagram, everything, TikTok, uh, yeah. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah, we all have the same name like across the board. Yeah. So again, thank you for joining us and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.